beans and cheese together. Beans and beans cheese. Beans and cheese. Put them together on one plate. It was all mixed up. Mixed up. <laughs> it's like 18 errands. Oh no, they're coming. They're outside the door. Beans and cheese, beans, beans, beans and cheese. Oh no! They're gonna rip off my arms and keep one for show and one for blowing. Three, two, one. Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Straight out of the Scarlet Hall and glued to my couch watching European men kill themselves to fish. This is Aaron. I am Immunization. I'm Slide Whistle. And this is episode Dumb of Do Not Relent. 33. Starting off with this. 33, baby! Starting out with this alternate energy. I'm leading the pack now. <laughs> so I'll have a fun pseudonym and you guys can have fake names. Or- Opposite, yeah. Hey, anyway, this is weird. I can't do this. Slide, take it over again. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I got the soundboard ready to go for some fun Aaron laughs. Hey, Aaron, <sighs> are you a fan of uh, are you a fan of beans and cheese together? Beans and cheese together. See, look at that. He loves it. He loves it. So, uh, uh... this is so much happening in WoW. This mythic race has consumed everything. I've been watching so much of it, and last time we recorded, what there was, we were there were like three out of eight, I think was like the block. Now there's like seven guilds that are seven out of eight. Things are crazy. I've been watching the stream all week. I don't think it's gonna die anytime soon. Yeah, and we have guilds from all around the world. So, do you have any that you think will shake things up, or do you feel like we're still looking at limit and method? For potentially taking it, I uh, so it's interesting. Limitus has so long, so much more longer to pull. And last time I checked, their their shortest percentage was forty nine percent that they had it down to. Uh, a Chinese guild named I think JTH, they have gotten their Ajara down to like fifty one percent. Method last I checked had it at sixty percent, and pieces was at like sixty. Five percent. So the, the the gap is closing in really really tightly around this like fifty percent mark. So it's almost like anyone's game at this point. And now four more guilds have like hopped in and joined, and they just are kind of starting off. But I feel like it's anyone's game at this point. It would definitely be very interesting to see someone other than those two take it, because then like I don't know. It'd just be really weird to see in chat like. I guess never mind. None of those guys are on our server, so well, <laughs> skip no, that point. The 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 Proudmore Guild, our highest one. I think they're like four out of eight, five out of eight. They're up there for a little bit. Uh, there's no no not many blue boys up in the top twenty. In fact, it's gotten even worse now that the Chinese guilds have caught up. So hopefully, Club Camel or honestly can break through and maybe sneak up a a victory. Eight out of eight. Yeah, hopefully they can at least crack the top ten because it's been too long since we've seen seen some blue up in that top ten. I feel like one of those states where like the local team doesn't do very well, so we as a people have just decided to like, nope, we're a this 
team thing. <laughs> like <laughs> we're we're a pieces server. Well, you know, maybe this is our chance. Maybe this is Phoenix Fusion's chance to to crawl up and get these mythic bosses down before everybody else does. Whoa, whoa, whoa there. We Okay, I guess we can talk about our raid progress a little bit then. Last week we had like not even cleared like one boss in heroic we just wiped and wiped and wiped like i think we by the end of the week we literally only killed one yeah we did manage to kill savara after a day and a half of pulls and then that was it yeah our guild historically does really bad on fights that involve lots of movement and being far from each other and dodging mechanics uh so this has been kind of a struggle for us because we have a lot of delayed brain i'm gonna call it where people just don't move out of things. Or, in the case of one healer, they don't move. I noticed last night, when fighting a boss that requires hmm, even a modicum of movement, this holy priest decided to just stand there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you calling me out on my podcast? Because I move. I do all the mechanics. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did not mean oh, holy shit. priest. A, oh, shoot. No, it was a holy paladin. Which, luckily, I can say that and not call anyone out, because we have, like, 7,000. But it's true. <laughs> he decided to just, you know, sit down, read a good book, and I wanted to go over there, just kind of put my staff away, turn my fire hands off, just pick him up like, you having a bad day, bud? Did something happen at school? It was a little rough. And that was normal. Yeah. Yeah, but luckily, after last week's only clearing one boss on Heroic, we decided to start at normal this week, yesterday, as we should have last week, because there are a lot of us that can still get upgrades from gear, a lot of us that just need to see these fights again, because, like, as was evidence on last week's podcast, like, most of us didn't even remember some of those bosses. Or you can be like me, and you can get four pieces of gear that are all at your current level. And I'm like, really? Why? Why have the gear gods smiled down upon me and yet shunned me? It's funny, when because I brought it up to Lynn kind of in chat, and I was like, hey, are we running normal? Or, like, what's going on? And he goes, well, whenever we run heroic, people complain that we're not doing normal, and when we do normal, people complain that we're not doing heroic. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, we get the obvious relics to combine and make our new uh, essence piece. We get 20 things to turn in for, the like, the Abyssal Forge. And sure enough, we got into raid, and people were saying, "Why are we doing normal? We should be doing heroic." I was like, "God damn it, guys! Come on, get on the same page." I was thankful that we did normal, though. Especially because some of those folks have trouble with normal, so it's like, "Okay, baby bears, we got to sit down. We got to learn this one." Plus, it's not like there's a real time frame because we don't really go past mythic, so. Beating this on Heroic is the ultimate goal, and I'm pretty sure this is the last part of the expansion, so it's like, eh, let's take our time with this one. Oh, no, baby. No, it's not. It's not? There's going to be an 8.4? Yeah, yeah, 8.3. This is only 8.2. Oh, never mind. Yeah, we have a whole other raid coming out this expansion. My, my name is Aaron, and I love this game and simultaneously know nothing about it. <laughs> it's funny... Because we actually didn't, we didn't run normal at all last week. We just bashed our heads against Savara, uh, and then maybe did a little bit of like uh, Barracuda boss pull. I actually pugged normal like a crazy person, and they, my pug group cleared it faster than what we cleared it. So 
So that was kind of nice being a part of a group that uh, was able to cure efficiently. Well, to be fair, they weren't completely competent, but they just were they were good at moving their little feet. But I guess with that, we can just kind of move on into what we did in WoW this week. Uh, Aaron, what was your week in WoW like? This week in WoW was pounding the pavement. I even turned war mode off to, to make it more efficient, which deeply hurt my soul. But just getting that rep up to get flying, which I just got today. Wednesday, July 24th. I definitely saw someone that's a mutual on Twitter a week ago going, got flying, better late than never, and I muted them. (laughs) I said, I never want to see you again because your version of late is a whole week before mine. But I'm finally a big boy. I can fly, and you better believe I'm taking advantage of have you decided what Growlina's flying mount of choice is? Well, it'll be based on her mog. And currently, she is in the, what I would say the canonical look is, the Dusthaven dress and the top hat and such. And then her staff has a sort of purple hue. So right now we're using the arcane bird that Tadgar personally gave me after we beat up the Legion. But... The jury is still out. I was using Flying Disc today, but going back to Flying Disc after so long, I realized that there's a reason I might not be able to use it. What is that? Her fiery shoulders clip the fuck out of her arms because she holds them at such a weird lurch from the Adams Family posture when she <laughs> uses it that it clips through and it's very obvious every time you use it. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I can have my girl's inconsistencies in my face like that. So, I'm still holding auditions for Flying Mounts. Oh, man. I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there. In terms of, like, magey ones, what's a, what is a mage ride that's just not, like, magically floating through the air? As far as, because I also want it to be fire-based, because she's a fire mage. As far as that, the fire birds you find are typically, like, defeat Kael'thas on mythic random drop like those kinds so it's gonna take a lot of investment or is there a fire mount bird from firelands that can fly or no um doesn't yeah there's that the bird that everyone farms from the firebird boss maybe it's time (laughs) for me to get on my overalls and my big straw hat and go mount farming yeah, I was going to say, that's probably what you have to do is head over to Firelands and get, try to get that bird to drop for you. And not do the spider, because for whatever reason, I can never get the spider to come down in phase two, and then I get stuck. I gotta do a hard reset. So, Slide, what did you do in the World of Warcraft this week? Uh, I did a little of everything. I got my Worldwind Essence rank three, so that's cool. Uh, nice. The, 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 mission hell, the mission hell is over. I don't have to wait like, two days for missions to return. I've been doing PvP again. Uh, I found a Raider Battlegrounds group the other night. Shout out to Hazy and uh, all the other boys at the pod. It's funny. They were like, hey, we have a podcast. You want to be on it? And I was like, do you really? And they are like, no. And I was like, I have a podcast. And they are like, do you really? So, Hazy, if you're out there and I see you in uh, the Discord tomorrow, maybe I'll send you the episode and I can... You can find your shout-out right here at, well, like, 13 minutes in. 
I you know what's funny? I haven't actually gone back to Mechagon since I got flying, really. It feels so weird. I don't know, it's tough. Like I now <laughs> I guess I can I can talk him like an upper echelon now that I am a flying guy. I want to go to get exalted and such, but I don't really feel the drive to. Yeah, all the race and drive is gone. Like for me once I got flying, like I still do my dailies. At least I've been focusing on my dailies on Najatar first because I want to get like the toys and the pets and the mounts you get from like leveling up your followers. But other than that, I'm like, eh, well, I can let Mechagon slide today and I'll come back to it tomorrow and it'll be fine, you know? Yeah, that's my philosophy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my dailies in Najatar first and then if I have time, I'll do Mechagon. But then I finish them really early and I'm like, I'm going to go like do a dungeon or something or go do like gearing content. I, I do want the rank 3 essence from Mechagon, but at the same time, I'm just like, that's content that will be there forever. So, like, when the game is, like, really winding down, they're going to head back out there and, like, preserve that endgame content for later, you know? I also got rank 30 on my on my uh, my follower. Good old Farseer Ori is rank 30. And he I thought is... he already was. No, he, he was 20. He gave you... That's, oh, that's never a, mind. That's a twenty. Yeah, if you get if you get all three all three of them at thirty, then you get to get the rank four essence, which is good for my fire mage because it'll look real pretty. Also, I feel like we should talk a little bit about the rank twenty things you get. Because so last week you said I got a toy, Immune said that he got a mount, and when I, I you thought... know what I I know <laughs> what Blade Master Inuari is gonna give me. And it exists like a like a porta potty shit in the future. Ooh. But but let's let's blow the uh, I don't even know I'm just up He gives you a snail. He it's just gives pet. you a snail pet. A, a snail pet. pet that is I looked it up the models. Identical to the snail pet you can get for being friendly with the Ann Cohen and purchase for a hundred gold. It's just like nothing. Oh, man. This dude has been side by side with me for a month, fighting day in and day out, dying, coming back and talking about how much he loves to die. And he's about to give me a snail this weekend. Honestly, though, that's kind of encouraging. He's been able to keep a snail alive to give you all the t- all the while fighting for you. So, like, think about it. He's holding this little snail in his pocket as he's, like, fighting your enemies. He just picked it up an hour ago. I think he just. Oh, this applause. is my favorite snail that I've always loved. He's trying his best. He's doing what he can out there. Like, I will say that, like, I was kind of personally a little bit disappointed when my follower got to level 20 and then I got a, a mount, the Snapdragon mount, because it can't even what? fly. But then I learned that the second follower I started leveling up, Aaron's, gives you this poop snail and i'm very upset and i take back all of my feelings i had about being disappointed about my snapdragon yeah how dare you that model is beautiful yeah i can't fly but it's something oh and before i hand it off to what you did on while this week immune i finally got my 75th rgb win so that means i got to pick a saddle for one of the cool vicious war mounts and i made my choice and i picked that the cool like unique gnome Ostrich robot model. Oh, yeah, spot. the one with the big machine gun on its head. Yeah, the big machine gun and the big old, like, not EPA qualified uh, engine that's pouring out, like, so much smoke. It's crazy how much smoke the thing's putting out. But I figured I'm on this gnome. 
I was surprised because I, I almost switched off of him for the second raid. So I figured he earned his Mechano Stringer. So that's that, that was cool. I'm glad that I got that. Uh, but that's nothing about me. I mean, what did you do in WoW this week? Well, this week I did all of my normal things. I did dailies every day, some emissaries here and there. We raided. All of us got together and did the Mechagon Dungeon together. Um, we all independently, well, and Aaron and I did it together, did a heroic warfront for the first time. So that was yeah. exciting and fun. It was definitely harder than a normal one that you can literally fall asleep during and still win. I have a different opinion of that, but I'll let you keep going. Well, okay. Well, I was healing it and people were dying, actually dying. So, like, that's okay. what okay. I meant by harder. Because I don't think it's harder. It just takes longer. Yeah, mm. so. It's harder. Know. Uh, they added a flavor, which we'll, we'll we'll get to and talk about this, but yeah. Which is going to happen right now. Okay, well, let's get right into it then. What are our <laughs> opinions about this heroic war front? I will start off by saying that I appreciate the 430 gear we got for completing it. I got an upgrade on that. Suey pants. I got a cloak that had a socket on it, so it's even better than regular 430 gear. Mm, you always get socketed gear. Socket me, daddy. Uh, so I ran this maybe a couple of days ago, and it definitely is harder because now Rokan and his like crew they were like counter attacking us. So like it started off right away with me and this other mage. We were assigned to the mines, and I think that's the part that's already cooler is that because it is you can only queue for it in a group. People are talking more. I don't know if people are talking more in yours, but oh, in definitely. ours, people were coordinating things like crazy. Like we need two of the mines. We need two getting lumber. We need three who are at this post, three at this post. I'm like, whoa, this is this is kind of cool. So me and this mage, we were just relegated to live in the mines and just mine until we had enough ore for everybody. And like, it, it sounded lame, but it actually felt kind of cool. And it, I felt closest that I felt that they wanted to reach is the level of like RTS in WoW because we were just gathering stuff, putting it back. And then Rokan and his crew like attacked the town. And it was just me and the mage there. So we had to like fend them off long enough for people to come back and like defend it, and they were chunking boys. So people were dying like really early on in this warfront. Definitely is longer, but I, I think that if they had this as the like first warfront that we got to like see, I think people wouldn't be dumping on it as hard as they do and we do as well. Yeah, I feel that it definitely requires a lot of coordination, and people were dying really easily, and. Like, I died, like, three or four times during it, which I think on a normal one, I'd never die. Like, ever. Like, I never even got close to dying most of the time. Maybe it's also just DPS privilege. And it, and also, our group had a strong, like, leadership. So, we did get a lot of, like, oh, you go there, and you go there, and stuff like that. Yeah, straight down to, like, everyone get their two knights, and then we're going to siege this castle. Oh. <laughs> Yes, hashtag two knights gang, which all, like, what, like, 40 of us got two knights. So the horde <laughs> hears the storm coming over the hill as 80 dudes just rush oh and just start beating up their towers. And then you see, like, 40 ragtag weirdos also follow behind them. It is kind of intimidating. I will definitely say that it was a lot more fun and more involved. I would not say it was harder for me, but also, once again, that's just DPS privilege. Yeah, I feel like the extra flavor that they added and the extra little bit of 
difficulty they added made it feel like kind of maybe that that was how they intended the Warfront to be all along. Yeah, but like it's weird because I it was, but also it it wasn't because remember they they weren't even planning on doing this. They did this because people asked. They're like, "Hey, we, we want to queue as a guild. We want to queue as this." And they're like, "Oh, people want to people want to do that. That's a good idea." So yeah, maybe they just took their old idea and were like, "Well, now we can finally <laughs> make it how we wanted to make it to begin with." Now that people have asked for it. All I know is that Rokon definitely had a Diablo item, and he pretended like I didn't notice, but I noticed. I saw you, dude. What did he have? He when he when he attacks you at the beginning, just basically tell you like he's powerful and you're gonna fight him later. At seventy five percent, he pulls out a scroll of town portal, a la Diablo, and then leaves through that. And I'm like. I don't think that's a WoW item. I think you stole that, sir. Whoa, that's funny. Wait, so is that really what he uses? Because Yes, uh, yes. I, I saw his gray bar is called Town or Scroll of Town Portal. That's hilarious. Because actually, guess what? It actually is an item in game. Because Diablo had their ten year anniversary. Diablo three had some kind of anniversary, some milestone. And there was an event, maybe like a year or two years ago in WoW. And you actually could get these town scroll portals that you could use as hearthstones. So I guess he he did the uh, event. He, <laughs> yeah, he killed the cow king. Like I'm a huge Diablo fan. <laughs> Confirmed today on the podcast, Rokan is a part of that seasonally grind on Diablo Three. You heard it here first. Rokan does in fact own a cell phone. Hey, I hear that Rokan's actually going to announce Diablo 4 at BlizzCon. So if you want to see Rokan in person, get your tickets scalped today, because they're all gone. That's right, get your tickets months ago. (laughs) I was very surprisingly happy at the end of that Warfront. I felt like I didn't waste my time. I felt like I wasn't bored out of my mind. Also, it was Stromgard. Did the gates take forever to kill again? I didn't notice them this time. But in in your guys' game, were the gates like standing up forever as you all waited around them? It felt more paced. I don't know if that's because of our leadership or what, but it felt like it went down, not maybe not faster, but like I didn't feel like I was waiting as long for it. We definitely had a guy who was a leader who, as soon as like our thing started shooting the gates, he was like, uh, everyone, please go back home and then go get your four buffs. Here's how you get them. And so I was running errands during that time, so it didn't seem as long, but I'm sure it's the same amount of time. I that's just wasn't there it. farting around. Yeah, I bet you I bet you that's what it is, is that it takes more time to do things and you actually are actively like getting the bucks. You guys are getting the knights. And I bet doing all that stuff probably equates to time waiting at the gate. This was the first time that I had used buddies or gotten a buff. Same I, I go and just slap my materials to get into things so I get a siege engine, and then I just sit next to the castle. Yeah, like, I would get the buddies in, like, Darkshore, but never on Stromgard, mainly because, like, I don't think I've done Stromgard since, like, the first few weeks it was released, because I hate it. I just I just go big dick DPS and try to top the meters on the fights, and then once it gets to, like, the machines are coming out, I make a sandwich, and I walk away. <laughs> I just wait until they're down. So, I didn't feel that with us at all. So, I guess, thumbs, two thumbs up? So her Vogue Warfront so far? You you did it, Blizzard. You made Stromgard interesting. Something a week ago I would deem impossible. Yeah, I would have I would have laughed at you like 
a week ago if you would have told me this, these are fun now. So hopefully if people like actually get out there and start like doing them when they're up now because yeah they were they were fun. Now imagine if they made a PvP version. That's the next step of all this. A PvP strong guard. That'd be cool and take forever. Looks like it's about that time to turn it to our roving reporter Growlina. Now for those who we may have picked up recently and may not know, Growlina, my character, likes to go out and talk to the denizens of Azeroth, which is you, the players, about all of the newest news and hottest gossip that's going around the world of Warcraft. Here's what she has to say. Welcome, DN Army, as we join my new friend, Mugter, as we just sit and relax in lawn chairs, 300 feet above everyone on this nice piece of Najatar coral. I saw you up here and I needed to know, what are you doing, Mug? Sometimes it's nice to just sit back and enjoy the music, you know? I did all my dailies for the day and I'm just chilling now. Very true. I can't help but notice that you're doing this in war mode. Aren't you worried the horde is going to appear and ruin your peace? I figure it's a challenge to them. If they want to fight me, they can. If they want to chill with me, that's good too. What's the ratio of fight to chill? Can't say one sat down with me yet, but there's hope. Well, I'll drink to that. I think I'm going to spend the rest of my lazy day here. But until next time, here's the boys back in the studio. Say what? 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 (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, that's too much. Gralina, you're such a character. What a character. She is, in fact, a playable character. She is my playable character. Wow. I don't know if... I, guess, I also don't know if I ever mentioned that. This is for sure the first time it's ever been mentioned that you that, play that Growlina. That I actually play Growlina. We, I mean, we, we would, like, allude to it. Be like, oh, you'd be like, Growlina got flying today. I'd be like, oh, so, like... Or you'd be like, Growlina did this, you know? So, like, it kind of... But, like, it was never officially said until now. <laughs> Episode 33. I mean, it's been very, very heavily alluded to. I feel like people probably knew. Yeah, and when we post pictures, like, her name is there. I feel like the more confusing thing is that uh, Slide actually plays a character, Deoxyribos. Wait, oh no, now they know! Now I can't troll trade chat. Now I'm going to be held accountable for things. They're going to know who I am. World will get around. Are, like, 40 listeners from, like, different servers are going to call you out? Hey, it's more than that. Respect the numbers. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. Our 15 no, listeners. Our, our, our two people, me and Immune. Aaron doesn't even listen to this anymore. Nope, I don't. I actually don't even send the file. I just tell them they have to drive over here if they want my third of it. I just use Aaron's old voices and I, I, I patch together things like this. One for showing. 
one for flowing. That's, I just use that one sentence and I just make him say all kinds of things. This whole time, Aaron has just been a soundboard. I've been dead since 2015. Say what? What? Okay, but anyway, it's, it's, that's enough goofing and gagging. In case Aaron. you guys haven't noticed, Slide rediscovered the soundboard this week. <laughs> what are your thoughts so far? How do you feel soaring above the skies and seeing all those poor peons down there stuck in the ground? I won't lie. I've definitely taken on a very aggressive role now that I'm a flying man. I'll see the horde just picking flowers, doing something. And when I used to be like, you know what? We both live here on the ground. We're terrestrial people. I'm just going to leave them be. Now I'm like, how dare they? How dare they darken my shadow with their form? I'm going to go fuck them up. And because I'm a caster, <laughs> I would sit, like in Nashatar, I sit on like giant mushrooms and throw things at them. Like, come up here, rogue. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait, the... you can't. You that cannot. You cannot fly. There's nothing better than landing on a high perch and just raining greater pyroblasts. Because when they turn around, like, no one's there. And then, bam, they're dead. Because <laughs> you have, like, five coming at them. Mm. Yeah, I, I flying in war mode feels really good because I can escape the relentless onslaught of the horde. <laughs> so I can just pop invisibility and get the fuck out of there. Now that I have it, I'll be keeping war mode on. I won't lie, before, when I was just, like, trying to grind things, I was like, it's against my nature, but it's just off, man. I don't have the time. Yeah, you, you get to that point where you're like, I just want to fly. I don't have time to fight at jumping jellies with like 18 people for an hour. I just want to jump on these jellies and get my rep and get out of here. And it's it feels so bad because like I love war mode, but <laughs> Jumping jellies is really where it goes down, though. <laughs> There's so many people jumping at once. It's so funny because like if, if it's not the horde, the like 10 elite naga that directly surround the jellies will fuck you up. Can we talk about those elite naga? They're just down there walking around like, we gotta kill these intruders. And we're just like, <laughs> save? What's the name? We can't tickles. have them save, save Tickles. <laughs> we can't have them jump on our jellies. <laughs> what, what, we, what like we just discovered, I think, is Tickles is the power source of all of the elite naga's slave force. Tickles actually stole the fucking Tidestone. He's the reason they have it now. Flying in war mode is interesting because part of me hates it and part of me really likes it. I do feel like the world feels more dead now because like I'm seeing less people because we're not on the ground anymore. We're not like coming across each other. Like they're all flying above me when I'm doing questing. Like it just feels unpopulated sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Nazarthar felt like that to me before too, though. Really, I never had that feeling until flying came in. Until flying was a factor, it felt like I was always seeing people. I was always questing with somebody, like like we're, we're grouping together to kill fucking hydras or something. And now it just feels, where are the people? Where are they? Where my people at? It's a tale as old as time. Unfortunately, with flying and wow, like I said the same thing at the end of Legion. I said the 
I was going to say the same thing at the end of Draenor, but I never got flying there. Oh, ugh, what a non-Draenor darling. I know. Darling. I, I could barely get through a dungeon back in Draenor. I didn't even know what a buff was. <laughs> I was going to press my, my boo button on the soundboard, but I don't have a boo button yet, so hang on. Boo. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, we have come a long way in a very short period of time. Yeah, when I was drunk the other day, I turned to slide, and I was just like, sometimes I think about how bad we all were, like, when we first started, and how much better we are now. <laughs> God, we were terrible. And, like, we were all so bad that, like, one of us would get kicked from a pug raid we were doing, so it was double bad, because, like, we were trying to pug while also, like, trying to disguise <laughs> how, terrible, how terrible we were at the game. Yeah, it was just some rough stuff. Those are some dark days for, like, my character progression. Yeah, I mean, actually, now that I think about it, I think I said this to both of you guys as we were finishing up the Mechagon Dungeon, which we can talk about now if we want. Ooh, yes. But before we talk about the Mechagon Dungeon, I have a time warp. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, no. Prepared. Are you guys feeling for this time warp? Because let me tell you, it's kind of an easy one if you've been paying attention. I never pay Not attention. Not at all. Well, hopefully this one will be a little easier for you because it's related to a raid. They have 40 seconds to name as many of this topic that I have not said yet. Because I'm keeping it a secret so they can't cheat. The loser takes a drink of whatever is in front of them. If it's Windex, good luck. Because currently in front of me is a bottle of Windex. I just have a pail of rainwater. I have some lotion. Oh, don't drink the lotion. Uh, you go blind. Okay, but are you guys ready? So, I want you guys to name any named NPC, including bosses, in the Eternal Palace. So, if there are any ads that you know the names of, those are fair game as well. Ready? Set... Go. Shavara, Deepwater, Behemoth, uh, Jaina, um, Thalrissa, Ajara herself, the Lady Ashbane, Priscilla Ashbane. Who? What are the two lovers' names? The the Queen's Court, but I don't know their names. Fuck. What? Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, is Gen in there? I don't know. No, Gen's not there. He gets time. So when I originally said NPCs in there, I it didn't even cross my mind that Jaina and Gen and Tharosa were in there. For me, yeah, I was Gen's thinking. Uh, I was thinking of like um, the lovers. Uh, uh, sight. Cyrus, Cyril, Cyrus, and Athenel. I was thinking of them in particular, but holy shit, the Lothamar and Jaina threw me for a loop. But I think Aaron had five, and Immune had four, if I counted that correctly. Hey gang, editor Aaron here. Uh, slide was actually incorrect. The final total was four for immunization, three for myself. 
He got Commander Shavara, the Deepwater Behemoth, First Arcanist Thalvarithra, and Queen Ashara. I, on the other hand, got Jaina, Lorthamar, and Ashvane. So he did, in fact, count wrong. Uh, mm. During editing, give that look over and make sure. I did go back and check immune one, four to three. There's a lot of bosses in there that you guys obviously missed. Oh no, we missed the spicy meat, Balor Gazola. Balor Gazola, we had a whole yeah. episode about it. I can't believe you guys missed our favorite dish. Like we love eating Orgazola every night, and nobody said it. <sighs> I hate us. Other than what you guys didn't say, Orgazola. No one said Zakul. I don't think. <laughs> we fought Zakul last night, and I still forgot about Zakul. I feel like that fight. Oh, actually, I I remember it better now because not cause now that I've run it more, I, I feel like I have a, a good hang on it. But I guess we'll start with. Uh, I, I mean, you take your take your drink of whatever's in front of you, with rainwater, rainwater okay. or. I'm drinking this pail of blood. Just kidding. It, it was vodka. But yeah, okay, that was a that was a little bit of a toss up. It wasn't so hard. <laughs> Give you options. I'm excited because I won. But if I didn't, then I'll be sad. You didn't win. You sad shadow of a man you sit upon a mighty throne of nothing but lies and deceit you should feel ashamed yeah it's aaron's time warp next week or i also think we should make it a rule that if you want to instay any of the other games feel free if you want to play ten thousand copper necropolis just do it surprise us I who cares right if you have a new fancy game throw it out there just Give it a try. We're getting real experimental in our 30s. <laughs> We're having a midlife crisis. I'm loving this lumpy space princess voice everyone's doing. That's what it sounds like from, from oh, time. Oh, oh my god. I'm totally <laughs> going to finish the rest of my fat tire. Because I don't know if I won or if I lost. So I want to make it fur. I <laughs> feel like I need to go make another drink now. Well, that's a really good impression. I can't do it. I'm not even going to try. I'm so jealous right now. Um, so I guess we are officially now a Lumpy Space Princess podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, not, not even in Adventure Time. time I yet. don't like Adventure Time. It's only Lumpy Space Princess themed. It's just LSP. Or that one episode where she like was smooth for the, for the Ice King. So I guess it's also that's a smooth... That's going to be smooth for you, Ice King. Punch out my lumps. <laughs> so let's talk about mechagon last week we talked about it a little bit this week all of us have done it so we can do our little boss by boss recap of our thought about all the fights and the dungeon itself i have a list here of all the bosses and it is an order that was presented on a wow head but i've never killed them in this order so let's start with our duo of mechanomes um, first off, we have Trixie Mattel and Nano. That's not that's not who we're fighting. We're not fighting Trixie Mattel. <laughs> um, and obviously Trixie Mattel and nineties easy listening artist Nana. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, Nana did Luft Balloons. That'd be an eighties pop band. God, please get it right. Uh these two are pushovers, um, I would say. In mean, my two pull experience on them. They're kind of chumps. I mean, like, they have mechanics that if you don't get them right, you will wipe. 
So you need to hide in the dust cloud or you will die to the giant laser. I never saw Mena of 99 Muffs Balloons fame do anything, really. I mean, she had Taser, which was annoying, but... You think the other way around. Trixie's the one with the Taser, and Nana's oh, the one yeah. with the bike. He's got a this squad. is what happens when we give them fake names. I get confused. <laughs> um, I don't think Trixie ever targeted you specifically with the laser, but... Most of the damage that we did take was from her taser because it does, I believe, AOE damage. So that was more, I'm assuming, mm. immune probably more saw of what was happening with that one than anybody else. Yeah, it was, it was actually a little risky business. Like, we, we, we almost all died during that fight, but it was fine. Yeah, I, I realized that our, one of our problems of running two mages in a group is that we have one interrupt, two interrupts every 24 seconds. Um, so, like, me and Aaron were, were interrupting her but, like, you can only do it so often. Uh, so she was blasting us, but it was whatever. Fucking Nano's the real star of this one. What, is, what does he say? Like, I'm going to run my... I'm going to run I'm my hog. I'm going to My hog's going to go inside you. It's like, whoa, dude. Like, chill out. Whoa. I like he, he makes the big dust cloud that it's like you have to hide in to avoid stuff. But it's like, <laughs> I put chemicals in there that only act after... 11 seconds. Like, if you stay in his cloud for just a little too long, all of a sudden you're at, like, 10% and your cauterize went off. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, that's where... That's when it really works. The old fart noise. Wait, so, what does Wahed say after? I mean, I, I feel like they can't really recommend it because it, it, it's all about who the HK8's flying over, right? The order that they officially listed had defeating King Gobamak first. Who is over in that area where all of those trogs are, right? Yeah, he's a trog boy where you have to stack. Um, I'm very disappointed in our last poll with Aaron. We had a man who did not speak the same language as us. Communicating was very hard. He, he could play his class really well, but he did not understand that you had to take the shock debuff to the Tesla coils to make the big robot spin around. Because I don't think we ever saw that robot come out, right? Like, he never spun around for us. Nope. <laughs> my my man's the druid never moved. We just had such good AoE, because normally what happens is, Aaron, he'll come out and he'll do, like, a T-pose, and then he'll spin, and he'll knock out all the mini-trogs. We had to just manually kill them, but we have, like, we were both fire, so we are just, like, blazing them up. That fight's kind of nothing, surprisingly. It was harder our first week with a, with a, a dead paladin. I almost feel like the way we did it, was easier just ignoring a straight up mechanic if you had the dps to deal with it yeah i guess so i mean granted these are both on, on normal mode and not hard mode i bet you on hard mode you can't fucking play that shit <laughs> you gotta fucking take the debuff to the coils probably after you down king gobamak then the second one they have listed which is the one that we normally do third is gunker which is the giant slime boss over by where the reclamation rig is so, like, before that you even do this boy. boss, before you even do this boss, you have to, like, save all of your little bot, bot, bot boyfriends. I love my fucking bot boyfriends. It sounds like college all over again. Wait, no, wait, they're actually, they're called, uh, they're called squirt bots, which is not any better, I would it say. Sounds like college <laughs> all over again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're, so, but it was funny, because when, when me and Immune first ran this, we had a Death Knight tank who gave us all the hot strats. He told us everything on, on what we had to do and how to do it. 
This boy gave us some wrong strats on Gunker. He told us to stack on him and to just run around with him. And that's not how you do this fight, I realized when doing it with Aaron. Well, I mean, it might be the way you would want to do it if you are primarily a melee group. Where, like, for us, we were four ranged and then him. So, like, I guess if you have, like, a holy paladin, a tank, and, like, two melee DPS, that's what you would do? Yeah, it was only easier once we stopped. Like, once we got in our own little circles. Yeah, so for Squirtbot, all you really have to do is just stand on, like, on the outside if you're ranged. And just make sure that, like, when he does... Ah, uh, I forgot what it's called. You just have to not get gooped. Just whenever you see green stuff, you run to a Squirtbot and you hug his ass like no tomorrow. Yeah, this is not the fight to be gooped or gagged during. Yeah, because if you get gooped, what? It, like, suffocates you, right? You just, like, drown in the goop after, like, six seconds, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And the druid from Latin America will not help you out. He will just keep running. It was crazy, because he was really good. Like, he had really good damage output. It's just, like, he, I think it was his first time in there. So he was playing, like, du- he was playing on double hard mode, because he didn't know what was happening, and we couldn't tell him what was happening, because there was a language barrier. So, <laughs> it's a very interesting run. <laughs> yeah, Gunker's kind of just, like, whatever, I feel like. Who's after Gunker? Is it the HK9? HK8, baby! Yeah, after you finish Gunker, or finish all three of the, like, first bosses, then the giant flying unit, the, the same one that when you're in normal Mechagon will hunt you down if you f- are flying for too long. You have to face him. So you go over to the... What is, the, what is that yard called? Some, just Scrapyard? Scrapyard? Uh, Bondo's Scrapyard? No, no. Oh, no, no, no. You are in Junkwatt Depot. Is yes, that one. So you go over to Junkwatt, and you fight the HK-8 Aerial Oppression Unit. Can I just say, first off, that saying this name is really hard, because my brain immediately goes to uh, my life as a teenage robot, and I want to say, was it like XJ-9? Is that her yes. name in the show? So I want to say HK-9, because I'm thinking about her, <laughs> but it's hk Eight. It's not Jenny Wakeman. It is a flying machine. Anyway, so can you imagine that show if if Sheldon had the hots for HK8? Just like a giant flying tube. Honestly, I could kind of see it. Sheldon Jeremy. was gross. Sheldon was a freak. Identified with Sheldon. <laughs> oh, HK8 is probably the first fight, I would say, from my opinion, that feels... Like, on the first level of, like, difficulty, that's, like, hard. You know, it's, like, it feels harder than all the rest of the fights so far. Yeah, because, like, not only did you have to, like, DPS this giant robot, but after you finish DPSing it, then the HK-8 does this giant laser beam thing, and then you have to go up to, like, the pillars, do, like, all this maze, and make your way through, and then, uh, like, what is it called? Haywire? You, you have to, like, deactivate it, cause haywire, and then go down, and mm-hmm. that's when you can actually DKS the boss. I mean, DPS the boss. Yeah, it's an interesting fight in that, like, you don't directly damage the boss, you damage some ads, you charge a Tesla coil, shoot him out of the sky, and then when he finally lands, beat the fuck out of him, because you are so angry at him for blasting you out of the sky when all you want to do is run to Rust Feather on Mechagon, and he's like, no, shoot him out of the air. And you finally get revenge, and it feels so nice. Yeah, it's a really cathartic moment. Speaking of catharsis, 
our next boss fight is uh caused Slide and I to just scream at each other over the mic for probably like 10 minutes. Oh my god. This part of the fight made me very happy because originally I'm like, are we seriously just going to be on Trash Island the entire time? I'm like, I thought we we're going into the city. Why are we doing this? And I literally asked him the first time. I was like, why are we doing this? Why are we inside the city yet? Yeah, I mean, because it is very interesting. When you first walk into like the instance like portal, it like warps you back like 20 feet and you're still like on the Mechagon Island. And it's like, where am I? But then you finally go inside, and Aaron, I'll let you finish your finish your uh, spiel about why we scream for so long. <laughs> we scream because we walk in, and I see a huge circular arena with hammers, fire jets, saws. It's a nineteen ninety eight family reunion. It's the BattleBot boss gang. BattleBots. We're bringing out the big hammer. We're bringing out the flamethrower and the spinning discs. I'm just ready for hard mode when Son of Wayachi shows up and just, (laughs) it's over. I feel like a little bit of a dummy because I can't quite relate as much as you guys can to this BattleBots thing. I watched a few episodes growing up, but not a whole lot. So, like, I did not pick up on the reference as quickly as you guys did. I'm going to assume your parents didn't allow you to watch BattleBots because it was very violent. It was robot violence at its finest. Kids were you crying. You got to see a bunch of Midwestern dads cry when their robot sons got torched in the battle drome. <laughs> this fight is definitely like He's one of big, the... tall, and ready to fall. <laughs> it's the Platinum Punisher. <laughs> this fight is one of the coolest fights I have done in WoW, I'm pretty sure. I just love all the callbacks. And the fact that we got an achievement for hitting... Like, the, the announcer with the big BattleBot hammer. We weren't even trying. It just happened. And it was so funny. What's it called? It's called MC Hammer, I think. Let's get it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we just did it, like, as a joke. Because he happened to be standing by one. And then we're like, oh, let's let the hammer hurt him, guys. But then it, it hit him. And then his health, like, he turned red. Like, he was hostile. And this man has, like, 500 million K health. I was like, uh, I've never seen this much health in the game. Whatever you do, don't hit him. Because I think if he aggro's, he'll punch us all to death. And I don't want that. But this fight was kind of another pushover where it's just like, you know, dodge the saws, dodge the big hammer, kill the boss. I was just excited that the flipper boss got stuck in the saws like every single flipper in BattleBots. <laughs> it made me giddy with glee. It also just stresses me out that you guys say all these fights were so easy, but like I was very stressed out during this entire instance because everyone was almost dying the whole time. And maybe that's just, like, it was easy because you're such a good healer. Like, that's probably what it is. Like, I'm not surprised if that was the answer because we never died. So, for me, if we never die, a fight isn't hard. And I didn't notice our health that much, but I'm still trying. I'm still learning Fire Mage. So, the com- I'm just, like, combo, like, uh, Fire Blast, Fire Blast, Fire Blast, Fire Blast. So, that's all that I see. I'm just tunneling that combo, and that's it. So, maybe that's why I thought it was easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm better than I was in Draenor. I'll say that. Thank God. So, after we finish the BattleBots arena, we face... Well, for the first time the first time we ran this dungeon, this is the boss that first gave us the most trouble. It was Cujo, the, like, dog that is, like, 
like, okay, so he's being, like, commanded by this mechanome that's, like, behind the wall, but we don't ever really interact with her, do we? Uh, not no, really. she just runs away saying we suck after we kill her dog. Yeah, that's kind of all she does. I, I think it's just another reference to the movie Cujo, which I have not seen, but I am familiar with the material of a scary dog that's going to bite ya. I have also never seen this movie. It's also a book. It's a Stephen King thing. This fight, we crushed it. We only wiped, what, twice maybe, I think? Or do we, do we wipe it all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think twice sounds right. Like, the first run through that slide in my head on this, we wiped on it probably like five or six times. Ooh, uh, fun fact, they actually changed it. So how it works is they'll drop big boxes, and you hide behind the box when he's doing, like, flame eruption or whatever. And then after that, you run away from the box. That way he doesn't kill it. Because you need to have these boxes to save you from being hit. They actually, as of today, have a hotfix to where the timing between the box falling and him leaping is more spaced out. So you have more time to run away from the box. So it's not like, go, 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 go. It's just like, we have time now. We can casually walk away from this box. I also feel like at least one one or two polls that we've had on this, that for some reason, these boxes have become heated and exploded when they shouldn't have. Or maybe we were just doing something wrong. Uh, that's probably just when it passes through. His, so he has a pretty... I feel like he has a wider range than you think around him. Because when you see him, he's just a skinny dog. So when he leaps, if a, if even like a part of him touches that box, it's going to explode. So you just have to clear the box. You have to get far away from the fresh box or else you're going to get nuked. They also made it so the box covers more area. So you can hide more behind it than before. Yeah, it's interesting too because like the hotfits they had that said that like they changed it so you, that you couldn't hide behind other things that weren't the box. And then Slide and I turned to each other and we were like, wait, there were things that you could hide behind besides the fucking box? We only use the box for purists here. Nothing but the box. <laughs> so we crushed Cujo and then we moved on to the next one, which is, is that the garden one? Yeah. The Mechanist Garden. Mechanist Garden. And that Mechanist is. Garden. Featuring number two from Kids Next Door. AKA the Head Mechanist Spark Flux. This guy sucks. Yeah, man. Right? <laughs> this guy's awful. Yeah, I feel like it was harder to, like, get to him and end after him than he was. Like, the part where you have to hide in the fog to, like, make it past all these ads was way harder than him. Oh my god, that fog. We we did a really good job. Like, again, like, our druid friend who spoke no English and was his first time being in there, he needed no explanation. He had watched videos. He had watched guides. He was hiding in that smoke very well. But this boss, I feel like he had... He had a lot of attacks, and it's one thing, it's a wild boss strat to be like, okay, let me pun at you real quick while the thing is happening, but he would pun before it would happen, so be like, okay, this is going to happen. And it's like, my flower has a spicy outlook, <laughs> and then, like, nothing would happen, and I'd see, like, like the Teletubby horn. Just like a fire, like a flamethrower flower, slowly approached. And by the time it got up, it was at 20%. Because we were like, oh, thanks for telling us what was going to happen. I will say that like, out of the like four or five fights where we're facing a botanist that I've personally had to go through during my short career in WoW, he has been the easiest. 
yo, you're fucking right. There have been a lot of botanists in, like, this, like, from Draenor to uh, BFA. There's been so many botanist bosses. 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 Well, okay, maybe the Nighthold one is a little harder, but that's just, it's a raid. Raids are harder than dungeons normally, but, like, this guy was really fucking easy, I feel like. There's so many garden tenders that I'm thinking about. Like, <laughs> Yalmu is the biggest botanist. The likes to go down, likes to go with. Former sexiest NPC of the week, Yalnu. He's growing all kinds of plants. But, yeah, so we, we basically just stepped on the neck of, of the Meganist garden. Uh, and we moved right into our boy, our savior, King Mechagon. And we already touched on this last week when we revealed that not only is he a fight where you face him in a giant mech on a platform, and you face him by himself in his little gnome body where he just punches you for no damage, but he's also a fucking nippler. He's a nipple Nippler. Also, that nipple phase is really tough because he'll hit you with those lasers where it's like you have to get on the side of the room. And I'm like, okay, what like quick juke can I do to like try and avoid damage? He's just like, you can't. You just take 70% and then you've got to keep going, bud. That was the one flaw. That was the second flaw that our druid friend who spoke no English had was that he did not know how the how that beam worked. And I watched him put it right over Immune and kill him instantly. Uh, so I purposely tried to position myself as far away from him as possible because I knew he didn't know what to do and also would not be able to tell like the advice of what all of us were trying to say to him. But he still somehow ran directly in front of me. And I didn't have any time to try to dodge it, and he killed me. But luckily, this was when we had the boss down to low enough that you guys were able to finish him off without me. Well, I think also at that point, just at the very end, I used my engineer battle res on you, and then we traded spots because it was unfortunate. The minute I resed you, it went on you, and I'm like, I'm out of blinks, and we can't decide which way to... And then I was dead. That, yeah, that, that is correct. That is how it happened. But we did it. We cleared the dungeon. I feel like I personally got an upgrade. I don't exactly remember what piece it was, but we we all had a great deal of fun, I think. I, I love that dungeon, honestly. It's two weeks in a row that I ran it. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's just so much fun. It's like so much flavor. It just, it just feels good to do. It feels really good. And I think next week we should do hard mode. I would say this week, but we're going camping this weekend, so we're not going to be here on the weekend. Or, sun- wait, Aaron, Sunday, are you free? Yeah! You oh, you know what? Yeah. Fuck that! Fuck that! Sunday, the Lord's Day, King Mechagon's Day, we're running this shit on hard mode. That's that, That's it. Woo! It's, it's in stone. Write it, on, write it down. What time? 7 o'clock? I'm writing it down. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are so many punch cards that I haven't gotten from that dungeon. Our tank got so many punch cards. There's, there are ones that let you underwater breathe and run, like, you, you swim faster, like, way faster underwater. And it's almost broken on Blackwater Behemoth. And I want it real bad. And I saw all of you guys get these fancy rings with the if-then things, and I was like, what? Uh, what do you mean, you guys? I didn't get a ring. Aaron, did you get a ring? I didn't get no ring. Maybe it was just the other two people in our group, and the other two people last time we were on this slide. I have not seen a if 
fan ring yet. And I want one so bad. This seemed really cool. But maybe next time. I mean, hard mode will will give us a one of us will get one of the mounts. One of us will get the Azerite helmet. That's four thirty. And get this. If you have one of the flying mounts, if you have like that machine boy, that's the HK eight oppression model, and you're on Mechagon Island flying around, the uh the police in the sky will not shoot you down. They don't zap you if you're riding them. What? That's such cool fucking flavor. I I need that like now. I was gonna say I need that immediately because that is one of my least favorite things that happens to me on Mechagon Island. Like I'm considering paying 500k just to have like the Rust Bolt one, so I don't have to get zapped out, and that'd be it. All right, but uh, as we're closing out, let's move into a, a really quick top two, bottom boot, medium boot because we got raided nine minutes, boys. Uh, yeah, Aaron. baby, we, we were too enchanted with Mechagon. <laughs> Mechagon. Aaron, what would you say is your top two bottom boot or medium moot? Uh, my top two is really simple. I was flying around Nazmir trying to do world quests when I got in a fight with the demon hunter. And, you know, we were giving it to each other one, two, started getting the upper hand when all of a sudden a druid comes down a boomkin, and he helps me kill him, and all of a sudden, he transforms into a male worgen. He walks up next to me and says, in slash say, any friend of Greymane is a friend of mine. Are you fucking kidding bows. me? I am not. I have the screen capture. Oh my he god. He bows and then flies away. Oh my I'm like, god. yes. It is, <laughs> being a worgen directly kept me alive there, and I love it. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> so, Slide, what is your TTBBMM? My top two is pretty simple. This is going to be a shout out to, once again, Hazy and the boys and girls for our RGB groups on Sunday. Hoping to run with them again this Sunday. Make it a, make it a weekly thing. They're real cool. I just want to have like a group that I just constantly run like RGBs with because then like nobody's leaving. No one's like, oh, this group sucks. Cause like they're like a half guild group, a half stranger pug group, and I've been posting in the Discord, sending funny gifts, and we've been responding back and forth. So hazy, come on, man! Sunday we gotta play again. Please help. That's it. Good R- good RGBs. Uh, what about you, Amin? What's your top two? Bottom boot, medium boot. Okay, I will say my top two of the week. And this feels like really against everything that I stand for, but I kind of want to give my top toot to Heroic Warfront. Oh, fuck! <gasps> and like I kind I feel I feel that you guys don't. Oh, at least Aaron didn't agree with this, but I really enjoyed the Heroic Warfront experience. It was. A lot better than a normal Warfront. I like them a lot. I'll do them with you. Okay, well, I, I won't guarantee I'll do, I'll do one again, but I will say it was a lot more enjoyable than the first time I did it on normal. Normal was not good. Well, that's it from us. Uh, if you guys have any questions, email us, complaints, want to join our RGB group on Sundays, uh, send us an email at do not relent pod at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us on the Twitter at do not relent pod. What about your corpses? Where can they find you in the graveyard? Well, 
If I'm in a graveyard, it's probably in Nagitar if I decided to turn on War Mode, or if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at NewEraAlex. You'll find me dead in my armchair, dying young from years of alcohol consumption. But, if, but in the meantime, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's uh, the Big Cheesy. All right, that's it from us. We're running real close in the raid. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.